five, four, three, two, one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. My name is Robert John Boyle. This is RJB365. And today we're talking about the alternatives to cash bail. So yesterday I introduced the concept of cash bail and I discussed why it has such, such a disproportionately negative impact on people of color and black people specifically, and why we want to eliminate cash bail and move to something else. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about on today's episode. And let me just note as a caveat that everything I know about the alternatives to cash bail is what I've picked up from content put out by the Bail Project. I'm very excited to continue diving in and supporting the Bail Project, and I'm excited to continue learning about potential other ways that we could eliminate cash bail and create alternatives to cash bail. This is not the end of my research. This is merely the beginning of my research. So let's dive in. Number one, not just eliminating cash bail, but eliminating pretrial detention as the standard. Right now, the standard is that cash bail is usually granted at a level that is too high for the defendant to pay, which means that two-thirds of the people in our jails who are awaiting pretrial detention are there literally because they didn't have enough money to pay bail. And so the alternative to this is not just getting rid of cash bail, but getting rid of pretrial detention. What that means is that everyone who is charged with a crime, they are either given a notice to show up to court, which is what happens when, for instance, you cause a car accident, or they are brought into a station, booked, and then they are released and told to show up to court. That's the standard. That's what happens to almost everyone under this alternative system. The only way that someone could be detained pre-trial is if either the officer who arrested them or a prosecutor in the case is able to present real, clear, convincing evidence that that defendant, if they were to be released, is going to commit violence against a specific individual or is definitely going to flee. Now, it's very important to make clear how this would be different from the current system because under the current system, Judges actually can release people without bond. They can also decide to grant cash bail. They can also decide to detain based on a risk assessment that either they do or that a machine helps them do. And then they take the output of that machine and then make their own risk assessment on top of that. And by machine, I mean algorithm. (laughs) So how is this different from the current system? It's different because if the standard is no pretrial detention, that means the officer or the prosecutor have to present clear evidence, clear evidence. The burden is on them to prove that someone should not be detained. And when the burden is on them, they have to have very clear and convincing evidence. And that means most people will still not be detained because it's it's important to make the distinction here that Under our current system, the charge factors into the risk assessment. So for instance, if someone is charged with first degree murder, the idea is that that person shouldn't be released out onto the street. And that's often what happens. 
based on the charge, even under systems that have eliminated cash bail, judges will still use the charge to do a risk assessment. Under the bail project's idea of an, of, of an alternative to cash bail, they say that only clear evidence relevant to the case at hand can be used to prove to some to prove that someone is about to commit harm or that they may willfully leave that county or that state or that country the charge itself cannot factor into it because again a charge is not a conviction a charge is an accusation and in america we presume innocence not guilt so that's that Let's talk about what happens if the standard is pretrial detention, there's no cash bail, how do we get people to show up for their court date? So what the bail project has found is that the reason a lot of people don't show up for their court date is not because they willfully didn't show up, it's because they had a work conflict, or they had to take care of a child, or there was a health emergency, or they didn't have access to transportation. For instance, a lot of the people who may end up in the system, couldn't even pay bail to begin with. So they still have those kind of financial hardships when it comes to making it to their court date. But that's an aside. So let's say they have trouble with transportation. Maybe they just don't know when their court date is supposed to be. They don't know where they're supposed to show up. It's a system that seems to be designed to fail because it can be so hard to actually just show up for your court date. And so what the bail project has done is they have caseworkers who are literally text and phone call and remind people, and work with them, and have conversations about how to make it there on time, and what they need to do if certain transportation modes are not available on the day in question, how they can plan ahead around work, and health problems, and emergencies, etc., etc., etc. And they found that the bail project, with the volunteer work of their, what do they call them? Oh, there's a great name for them that I'm now forgetting. It'll come back to me. But anyway, they have these caseworkers that will work with everyone that they bail out to actually make sure they show up in court. And so from the perspective of the bail project, their idea is that if the court system works with people and helps them show up to their court date, which could be just as simple as sending text and phone reminders, if they work with people instead of using a missed court date as a reason to punish, if they work with people, people will show up. Cash bail is not an incentive that needs to be used for people to show up. People don't want to have open court cases. People don't want to have open cases. They don't want to have that strain on their mind. And so there's a great article on bailproject.com called After Cash Bail. I've shared it on my Twitter and it explains everything that I've explained in a very, very clear and succinct way. And so that is the alternative to cash bail that the bail project lays out. Now, as I said yesterday, I want to talk about the opposition to this idea and how this idea is going to factor into the 2020 election and our political discourse. So let's start with the opposition. The opposition to the elimination of cash bail is the same as the opposition to the elimination or the defunding or demilitarizing of the police. Rapists and murderers are going to be running through the streets. That is basically it. They're saying if you eliminate cash bail, you're going to have people who have committed crimes who are then going to be released and they're going to recommit. Seems logical, but there's a few things that we need to keep in mind when dealing with this kind of retort. 
The first is the presumption of innocence. People who have been charged are not people who have been convicted. They are people who have been accused. So treating someone like a criminal just because they have been charged is not what we are supposed to do under our own constitution, under our own purported legal system. We presume innocence, not guilt. Charges are accusations, not convictions. Number two, most crimes, most crimes are misdemeanors. So this idea that if you end cash bail, you're going to be letting out all of these rapists and murderers is the same idea that is used against the defunding of the police and in general is used to scare people into doing, into not supporting policies that try to reform our criminal justice system because those are criminals. Those are rapists and murderers, but that's not true. Most people who commit crimes that end up in the system they're misdemeanor crimes. They're misdemeanor. And what a misdemeanor is, is a nonviolent crime or some type of crime that doesn't rise to the level of a felony. So that's number two. And number three is that willful flight, meaning you get released and then you leave the country and imminent violence, meaning that you get released and then you go commit another crime are very, very rare. And so I think it's important to recognize how the elimination of cash bail is going to factor into the 2020 election. Yesterday, the president released an agenda in because yesterday was also the first day of the Republican National Convention. And in this agenda, there is a section called Defend Our Police. What's really funny about what's going to happen over the course of the next two and a half months is that the Republican campaign, Donald Trump's campaign, is just going to say the opposite of whatever Joe Biden and Kamala and the radical left say. Not that Joe Biden and Kamala are the radical left, but the Trump campaign is going to try to fuse the two together, and then they're going to just do the opposite of that. Hence, defend the police. And anyway, the last bullet of defend the police says, end cashless bail and keep dangerous criminals locked up until trial. And again, that idea is based on everything I just said. Dangerous criminals. They're not dangerous criminals. We're presuming innocence. They're not dangerous criminals. Most crimes are misdemeanors. They're not dangerous criminals that are going to be released and going to wreak havoc on American streets. But nonetheless, I think it's important to read from Kendi here because he says something that really, really relates to what we just saw. This is page 208 of How to Be an Anti-Racist. Quote, racist policymakers drum up fear of anti-racist policies. This is me speaking. In this case, the anti-racist policy is an alternative to cash bail. Racist policymakers drum up fear of anti-racist policies through racist ideas. Dangerous criminals, rapists, murderers. Knowing if the policies are implemented, the fears they circulate will never come to pass. Once the fears do not come to pass, people will let down their guards as they enjoy the benefits. Once they clearly benefit, most Americans will support and become the defenders of the anti-racist policies they once feared. There is historic levels of crime and shooting specifically being committed in many, many American cities. And that is probably going to continue up until the election. If you ask me, that has a hell of a lot to do with 
unemployment and the fact that we've been locked down for so, so long. And also the fact that the wealth gap has been increasing for decades and that so many people in America still live in poverty. But that fact that there is more violence and more shootings is being used as an argument against things like alternatives to cash bail or defending, gosh, now I'm using their language, defunding the police. And this is just going to keep happening. This is going to keep happening and keep happening and keep happening. More and more fear is going to be stoked. They're going to try to say that anyone who is even associated with the jail is a rapist or a criminal. They're going to use those type of ideas against Hispanic and black people, all these racist ideas to stoke as much fear as possible so that they can continue with their agenda. That's what's going to happen. And I don't know who's going to win this upcoming election. What I do know is that if this guy wins again, if 45 wins again, we're going to have to wait a hell of a long time before we can (laughs) create alternatives to cash bail and defund the police. If Joe Biden wins, I think it's also going to take a really long time because I don't think that the mainstream Democratic Party really, really believes in those things. But what I do know is that the debate over these somewhat radical ideas is going to come down to misconceptions over what it means to be a part of the criminal justice system, specifically the fact that we presume guilt instead of innocence and the fact that we believe that most people who are a part of the criminal justice system are rapists and murderers when in fact they have either committed a misdemeanor or they haven't committed a misdemeanor and they're just there pre-trial because of fucking cash bail.